with Chris Greedy. That's how you say your last name, right, Chris? You got it. You actually got it. You know, usually people have like about a thousand different ways to call, uh, say my last name, but you, you hit it right in the head. That's all. You know what? People always call when, the, when I tell them my full name, Phil Timmons, they leave with somehow Tim stuck in their head. I think because of my last name. And they <laughs> instead of calling me Phil, they'll call me Tim. It happens all the time. I'm just gonna start calling you Tim from now on. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I respond to it because I know I just know now. I'm you know it's happened my whole life. I'm just when people call me Tim, I'm like okay, they just they mean me. It's all right. <laughs> it's stuck. It's stuck. It's stuck. So Chris, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, and yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, so I'm, my name is Chris, uh, the area personal training manager for for the Queens region, or what we like to call the Strong Borough. Uh, <laughs> So definitely, you know, just running the PT department for our region. We have nine clubs in, in, in our vicinity of the of the uh, of the area. So just truck along here in 2020. That's awesome. Little a little fun note though. I'm so I'm actually from California. So I was born and raised in Palm Springs, California. And if no one knows where that is, all you got to remember is it's where Coachella Fest is, and that pretty much <laughs> puts it right on the map. So I'm definitely a new New Yorker. So. Wait, what, what do you think between the uh, West Coast, East Coast thing? How's that been going for you? You know what? It's funny. I, everyone keeps telling me that apparently I've brought the California weather with me uh, because I guess it's been a warmer summer or a warmer winter than usual. Yeah. So I don't really, I can't really say I've, I've been through the worst of the winter yet. But ask me that when I, you know, I when I first moved here, I, I had about two jackets, and you know, the jackets were you know as thin as paper. So I had yeah. to pick up on all this pretty quick. <laughs> Yeah, it does happen. It hasn't been that brutal yet, but we'll probably get slapped a couple times before uh, the winter's over here. But you know, you'll you'll bear through it, man. You, you, hopefully, you upgraded your jacket since you got up here, at least. Uh, just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. So um, the reason that we're talking today is um, we rolled out PT core training one, and and an element of that was this concept of growth mindset uh, versus fixed mindset. Um, sometimes people say it the other way, fixed versus growth, but it's really the same thing. And I think it's a really key point in being great coaches, which is what we really want to focus this year on on becoming is helping our trainers be amazing, amazing coaches um, because we can out coach a lot of different things um, that really, you know, tenured trainers, you know, like, honestly, just take myself, for example, I've been in the industry since 96. How long you been doing this, Chris? yourself this is i think you know this is going on almost 12 years now so yeah it's, it's it's been a minute yeah so we've got trainers who are obviously you know not as tenured as that which is totally fine um but with some of that experience comes with a little bit of wisdom and all of that being said um i have definitely had experiences where i've had trainers who are newer to starting out and things like that in the in the field alongside of me who are just amazing coaches and they were able to connect with people in a different way than I was. And that will always be, you know, a really competitive thing for somebody to go through. Like I can be out coached and I try to get better at coaching every single day. And that's kind of what this concept is about. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, 100%. You know, it's something that really, we were doing the core training class and something just, just kind of came out and, and, you know, I've been using it in every conversation I could possibly have when it comes, when it relates to personal training is, Personal training really isn't about the exercises. You know, it's it's the personal training aspect of what we do 
is more about the transfer of energy from one human being to another. Yeah. And that's what coaching really is. It's, it's you're, you're, you're throwing that energy at something and for someone, and you're hoping that you can transfer just enough of that motivation or, or whatever it may be. And you're hoping that they can take that and run with it. And that's what we, you know, as coaches, that's what I look at it, at it as more so than anything. It's the most important part of it. If, if, if that energy is being trans transitioned and, and you're really connected with that member, that that's really what's going to get that member success. 100%. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you, we have no idea what somebody goes through on a day-to-day -day basis when they walk through that door. And I think that, you know, the one thing that we have control over is the positive energy or that, that motivation that we give to that other person. So I'm, I'm right on there with you when it comes to that. Awesome. So let's dive into it. Um, fixed versus growth mindset. Um, what's your takeaways on that? How would you explain that? And how would you yeah, dive you into know, it? You know, Phil, I think when you first hear the words fixed mindset versus growth mindset, I think sometimes the automatic, you know, inclination is, oh, it's just a, it's a really big cliche, right? Um, but the thing is, sometimes the best cliches in the world are really true at heart. You know, that's the first thing I just want to say is that at the end of the day, you know, it, it really does work. It really is all about the fixed versus the growth. And, you know, the difference between the two is really a fixed mindset is just based on the fact that, hey, look, your skills or your intelligence level, it, it's set and you don't really have a control over changing that. Right. Mm -hmm. And the growth mindset aspect of it is that that actually can be something you can develop. You can learn or you can learn better ways to learn. So that's really just the difference between the two if you really want to get down to it. Yeah, and I think it's a pretty simple concept, but I think what's really important that we take away from this is that, you know, we, we're going to get into a little bit later on, not right now, but we're going to talk about application. And I also want to, you know, call out, I don't think that people are necessarily one or the other, right? I don't think we're all fixed mindset and or uh, growth mindset. I think, I think it's more of like a gauge, you know, I think there's different areas in life where we are not as confident in our abilities, um, where we maybe feel a little bit more fixed mindset. And then there's other areas where we, we know, like we spent a lot of time trying to, you know, sharpen the sword in this one specific area. And we're probably more growth mindset in that spot. Um, but the, the key is to really understand and be able to identify when you are either fixed and or growth and just realize that you're probably not 100% growth mindset, hundred percent of the time. Um, yeah. and you're definitely not fixed. It's going to, it's going to slide, you know, back and forth. 100%. You know, I think at the end of the day, you know, there are going to be moments in your day in, in, in 24 hours, right? There's going to be a moment in time where maybe you alter a little bit towards a fixed mindset because of something that happens, you know? Um, it's very easy when you get smacked in the face with a problem or a challenge. It's very easy to just, in, by nature, slowly want to change your mindset more into like a fixed position. But that's where if we can start to really look at our day-to-day -day and really look at those moments and slow down time a little bit, and just kind of catch ourselves doing it, that's where we make big changes and big strides. Because I think most of us at the end of the day have, have a belief in ourselves, hopefully, and I think a lot of us have a goal or a vision of where we want to go. It's just sometimes we get sidetracked. Yeah, and I think it's that's, that's spot on, it's great. And I think it's important to note that where this is coming from is uh, a lady by the name of Carol Dweck who wrote a book called Mindset. She's a Stanford psychologist. It's been around for, you know, I don't know, maybe close to, 15 years, maybe 20 years. Um, Daniel Pink wrote a great book called Drive um, that if you're a trainer, that should definitely be one of the books uh, that you definitely take time to read if you if you like to do that kind of thing. It's, it's fantastic. Um, and there's 
it's really like she focused on education with kids as, as the thing. So a lot of the information that you're going to find was sort of derived for teachers. Um, but the coaching community has really taken this and ran with it. And there's a lot of really key things that we can hone in on to really make sure that we're using the right language and different things like that when we're training our clients to make sure that they um, are focusing on the right things and stuff like that. So um, anything else on on the differences between fixed and growth before we dive into like the efforts, challenges, and those kinds of things, uh, Chris? No, I think you, you hit spot on. And I, and I like the fact, you know, it's funny, you know, one of the best ways you can really look at, you know, how to become better at learning in general is if you look at what we were taught when we were kids, right? Because when we were kids, you know, that's why education, I'm really glad that the educational component of what we, of, of the teaching aspect is being related to the personal training industry, because if we can take those, you know, the basic principles of how we teach our children and we kind of bring elements of that into what we do every day in personal training, it, I think it'll change the game. Awesome. So yeah, let's just take it through. Um, <clears throat> we'll start out with like effort. I think what, maybe what I'll do is I'll read just an example that I have in front of me um, for mindset characteristics. Um, so the four things that we're going to talk about today, and there's there's different ways that we break this out, but the four that we're going to go through today for each of the fixed versus growth mindset is we're going to talk about effort, challenges, mistakes, and feedback. Um, so the first one that I have is the effort. So a fixed mindset is something you do when you're not good is, is effort fixed mindset. And then if we look at effort growth mindset, um, and an important part of learning, um, thoughts and, and comments on that section of it. Yeah. I, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, what you put in is what you get. Right. So, uh, I, I kind of relate it back to like some of the things that we normally hear, uh, like, like I'm just to take myself for instance, right. Uh, a goal of mine, let's say, is, you know, I want to be a morning person. I want to be, I've, Phil, I've always been the guy that always used to, when I was younger, wake up at 11 or 12, but I'd stay up till one or two. So I was always <laughs> that, I was that crazy night owl. And I just really got into the fixed mindset of, hey, look, I just am not a morning person, right? How many times have you heard that in your life when you're talking with somebody or maybe one of your clients and it's just like, I'm just not a morning person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, I really, so I, I finally was like, you know what, I'm just going to stop making an excuse that I'm not a morning person. And I'm going to try to put some effort into seeing how I can get myself to wake up. And after a couple weeks of me putting effort and, and maybe giving myself like a little motivational juice or something to kind of, you know, uh, to, to, to make me want to wake up, all of a sudden I started putting the effort into it and I started becoming more of a morning person. You know, maybe I'm not going to be that 5, 4.30 a.m. riser, you know, like, like like some people are, but I'm definitely been able to prove it. So it shows right there the effort part of, you know, of, of the first step, the effort. Definitely. Yeah, and then the next part is challenges. Um, so fixed mindset, give up and check out, and then growth mindset, pers- uh, persevere and work through them. One, yeah, so I, um, challenges is I think we can all agree that we're hit with different challenges at different scales every day. And some, and the thing about challenges too, I think Phil is that, you know, my challenge, maybe somebody else is like, Oh, that's not, that's not, that doesn't sound like a challenge, Chris, but to me it really is. So I think challenges have different scopes for different people. Um, but for instance, you know, let's say I had a client who her goal was to lose a hundred pounds. And that, that obviously there's a thousand different challenges that come with that, right? You have to change your lifestyle. You know, at some point you're going to have to start eating a different way. You know, this, my client, she had never even set a, you know, she had never set up a plan as far as like how many days a week to work out. It was a total lifestyle changer. So, 
you know, it was very, it would have been very easy for her to say, you know what, I can't do it. Um, the task is too big. A hundred pounds is too large for me to handle. Mm -hmm. But the cool thing is she actually ended up losing 105 pounds. So it was a really, it was, it was a good example of overcoming those challenges, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I think the, there's a, a phrase I, I love that's just, you eat the elephant one bite at a time, right? And so you got this beehead yeah. goal of 100 yeah. pounds and it's it's definitely not just having that goal um, as your North Star that's going to get you the results. It's it's putting in those daily behaviors and, and working your way towards it. But you got to like really pull the lens closer to the now and not so far distant into the future and focus on that system and that process that's going to get you there. Um, so Precision Nutrition actually talks about how uh, most people can pretty easily identify, you know, obviously what their goal is or what they want to try to achieve. They can even identify some skills that are they would have to um, replicate on a daily basis as, and make it part of their system. But the, the next part is where a lot of people fall down, and that's just implementing that on a daily basis and putting it into daily actions um, and incorporating it into their system and that process. So just things like you talked about with, like, you know, being – a morning person versus uh, a night owl, you know, and, and, and those kinds of things. Like that's really important to know that with a client, like they know what they want to achieve and they probably can identify some of those skills, but you're going to have, have to help them really make that like a habit and identify in what's now today, tomorrow, like this week um, and stay focused on that to be able to accomplish these things and keep them on track. Yeah, I think it relates to the tiny wins that we've been talking about. Exactly. It's obviously that that's our motto, right? You know, out of the boom, that that's that's what our our marketing is all based on is tiny wins. And it's so true, you know, and I read Atomic Habits by James Clear and you know, if you haven't read if anyone has has the time and and loves that kind of a thing, I would I would recommend it. And it really is just about, hey, look, at the end of the day, if you look at a challenge and you break it up, right, you, you break that challenge up into little bits and pieces and you start to just do those, make little tiny improvements or wins day to day, um, mm -hmm. you're going to get, you're going to get so much closer to the end result. And I think we just get so um, congested by the noise of what our goal is. And if, and at some point it just drowns out everything and that's when we can become unfocused and we can end up falling backwards. Yeah, that's actually like the next part. It's a great transition because it goes into mistakes um, with a fixed mindset being hate making them and try to avoid making them. And then a growth mindset, uh, treat them as a learning opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I think everyone, anyone listening to this who's a personal trainer knows that, you know, you're going to make mistakes. I remember when I first started, I, you know, I was when I first got my certification, they don't really teach you the intricacies, you know, of of, you know, each client and each situation you're going to face. And I remember I lived in a retirement community, right? So, you know, knee, knee issues and back issues and Parkinson's and all this stuff was getting thrown at me. And, you know, it, I was making mistakes. Like, you know, at the end of the day, I wasn't, you know, maybe I wasn't coaching my client in an effective manner and I wasn't honing in on the small things that we could have done to progress them. But instead of giving up and just saying, Hey, you know, I just not that kind of a trainer. I can't deal with that community. You know, you just got to you figure out a way to get through it. You know, you research, you you mm -hmm. you know, you don't let you don't let the mistakes or the failure completely push you down. Because at the end of the day, how many times have we all failed and got back up? You know what right. I mean? That that's I, you look at some of the biggest legends of all time, you know, anywhere from sports like a Kobe Bryant or you look at a, you know, Abraham Lincoln. Right. Two totally different ends of the spectrum. Both men had failures. 
but both, you know, people preserved, you know, in the face of it. So, yeah. Yeah. You keep getting up. It's exactly right. And I think sometimes it's, it's, um, if somebody is, uh, they, if they hate making those mistakes, right. I, I feel like it's this persona where they, they're afraid of how they're going to look with their peers. You know, it's like that perception that everybody has of them. It's like that personal thing. They're, they're afraid to make those mistakes and they, they won't even take on, you know, bigger challenges because they want to win, right? Like there's that win, winning mentality um, where, you know, if, if you just want to win all the time and everything like that, you're not going to really push yourself outside that scope because you want to make sure that you're the person that wins all the time, right? But sometimes yeah. embracing that struggle and, and making mistakes and everything like that is what really pushes the envelope and helps us to grow. Well, I think the greatest wins, you know, are the ones where you know that you faced insurmountable failure or challenges or obstacles and you still made it through. I think that's when you really win. And, you know, that's where, you know, like, wow, I really I, I, I did all that I could and I and I found a way out. So agree with you there. Perfect. And then get into the last uh, variable here that we're going to talk about is the feedback. So for a fixed mindset, it's take it personal, get defensive. Um, but with a growth mindset, feedback, like it and use it. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I think that as a human being, right, we're naturally, it's really hard to take criticism. You know, I mean, it's, you, you, you know, we have a shell that wants to be, you know, groomed and, you know, we, we want to hear a lot of the positive and we do, and it's good to hear positive feedback, but you're, we're going to end up, you know, finding, you know, criticism or different, you know, takeaways in the end that we're going to just have to at some point be able to put the ego aside. I think that's the hardest thing, Phil, is just taking the ego and putting it to the side for the betterment of yourself. Cause at the end of the day, it really isn't about, you know, taking that challenge or criticism from somebody really isn't about impressing that person. We got to remember it's about bettering ourselves right. and taking that and making us better. And, and I think we just get so distracted by, Oh, what is, what does somebody else think of me? Or, or at the end of the day, what do you know, what do others think of me? And we just kind of remember it's about us, you know, man, it's all about us. We got to take care of ourselves first too. Yeah. And I think as long as like a client knows, like, you know, you're genuinely wanting them to, to be successful. Right. And that's why you're, you're providing this feedback and things like that. Um, so yeah, so like, yeah, yeah this, this whole thing yeah. makes up like this loop, right? So it's, you know, the belief of both the coach and the client, um, which is going to go into action because without action, nothing happens action will get you the results and then you go back into that belief again and and uh do you want to expand on that i know that was a bullet point that you had and i maybe stole your thunder on that but no (laughs) (laughs) no you know so at the end of the day it's all about action right but um you know i guess letting our clients know that hey and i love this um that action is basically you know the more likely you're to you know the more likely you're to do action that's the fuel that's the feel right um you, you have you're in a car and you know where you want to go. Your client has an idea of where they want to go, right? Mm-hmm. So out, the only way to get them from point A to point B is to help fuel that car. And the only way we're going to do that is by helping that client take action to get to where they need to go. And I think sometimes you have to really just, you know, you, again, like we, I, we're going to talk about it, you know, a lot. It's just hammering on the little details, right, and just putting it to action. So if, if, the client, if, if your client has a goal of getting in three times a week and, you know, they have all these other insurmountable goals like losing weight or whatever the case is. Let's just focus on getting them in three times a week. Let's get the action behind that going first. And then that's where you're going to start to see that progress and then ultimately the results from it. Right. So it just kind of starts from doing it and not as much talking about it. 
which I think we can get really caught up in. Yeah, but I think there's like a million things we can, you know, I mean, not literally a million, but there's a lot. There's a lot of things we want our clients to be able to do to be able to get those results. And I think, you know, sometimes we take that personal, we like, we want them to get so many results and we want them to be so successful and we like that. We throw a lot at them. And uh, really, you know, you scale back using that lens again, you know, focus away from the end result goal that we're looking for and focusing on more of the now going three times a week and just getting into that habit is probably that first step to eat that elephant one bite at a time. Like we were talking about earlier, they have to be successful at that. Once they're successful at that, then we can turn them on to something else. You have to progress from one thing first. And guess what? The good thing is if you can, if we can get action towards that one thing, like let's say like we're using the example three times a week, if we can get some action there, it's going to motivate our clients even more because now they see the results of that action. They realize like, Oh, you know, I was able to get here three times a week consistently for a couple of weeks. And then boom, now you have the belief back again, right? Now exactly. they actually believe they can do it. So now we can rewind back and start with another new goal. Perfect. So is there a, uh, is there a dark side to this? <laughs> There's always a light and a dark side, right? There's, you know, so you've always got, you know, I, I, I'm a big Star Wars geek, right? So, you know, you've always got the, uh, You've got the uh, emperor and all that, and then you've got the Jedi's, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, the dark side of this is, hey, look, it's very easy for somebody that's just starting out working out. And I think we hear it a lot in the gym, right? If somebody joins the gym and they really set their expectations very low. And, they, and I, I've heard a lot of the times where, you know, a member will say, you know, I just don't think it's possible for me to get here. So I'm cool with getting here. Right. So they're already setting themselves up to not believe that they can do something which means that they're less likely go, they're less likely to do the work, right? At that yeah. point, if you really, if you don't believe that you can do something, you're not going to waste your energy on, on, on the action of it. It's just not, it's just not realistic, right? We're, we're, you know, we're already automatically check marking that off the list, right? So if you don't do the work, then you're not going to get the results. But the funny thing about that is it's technically self-fulfilling because you started off the whole process by not believing and because you didn't think you were going to get the results. And now that you didn't get the results, you're actually fulfilling your prophecy. So (laughs) it's this, it's this, uh, circle that goes back and forth, you know, it just keeps revolving around. And then before you know it, it really impacts. I think that's what causes a lot of our members to take two or three year breaks from fitness because you know, the, the, the deeper we get into that dark cycle, the harder it is to get out. Yeah. And we just, we just talked about that last week with Christine, uh, APTM from New Jersey, and we talked about um, having conversations with people um, that, you know, you, you hear things like that. You, it, when you know that that's happening, when you know that's where that member's at, you, you got to take time to kind of peel back the layers of that onion and help them identify what's going on. And, and you got to ask questions in an appropriate way to get there. So if you guys didn't listen to last week's podcast, check it out. It's great information. It will help get through this sticking point uh, that Chris just talked about, which is a phenomenal way to go. And it even ties back into the tiny wins campaign again, because you know, if they, if you do give them, you set them up for success by getting and accomplishing some of these small and easier things for them, they start to feel the accomplishments from that, um, which builds their self, uh, self-worth and self-value that they can do it they start to change that belief and then that cycle starts to improve uh, and they get unstuck 
100%. I think a, a great um, example, out, even outside of fitness, this is a really good one. I love this one. This is, so, how, you know, I, anyone listening right now, how many, how many of you have heard from somebody maybe in a former generation who says, I'm just not good at technology, right? <laughs> or, you know, like we hear all the time. And, you know, like I said, I was in a retirement community. So us trying to unveil a new app or, or whatnot or a new way to check in was Forget really it. hard, right? <laughs> yeah, it's really, really difficult. So, that's an example of like, hey, look, you already are believing that you can't do something. So you're less likely to buy an iPhone. And then if you're less likely to buy an iPhone, well, guess what? You're less likely to get the results of what an iPhone would give you, like, you know, FaceTiming with your grandchildren right. or, you know, whatever the case may be. So that's like a really good real world example of what happens when you fall into that cycle. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, I think we, we can all reflect back on times, I think, that we've been fixed mindset and growth mindset. I think it's after taking some time to really digest it, read through it, um, I, I think we can all identify with that. Yeah, and, you know, the great thing is, you know, at the end of the day, we're all, you know, I, I, we all are very similar in a lot of ways because we've all been on both ends of the spectrum. Um, I think it's very important for us to remember that as personal trainers, we're not just trainers. We're also, like, in a sense counselors or advisors right so you know having that idea in your head that you know hey at the end of the day the conversations that i'm having with my client probably are more sometimes even more impactful than the exercises themselves right mm -hmm. so it's, it's okay to take a to take a step back and really have those conversations to really help um your clients crawl out of that cycle perfect yeah so most importantly here this whole thing is like all right we talked about, we started off with this, this episode talking about it's kind of an easy concept to grasp, right? But then we, we dive into the layers, we get a little bit deeper. Um, so now hopefully we've got a better understanding of what, you know, a growth mindset is. But most importantly, if it's, it's not going to do us any good if we can't apply it, right? Yes. So we're going to look into how, to, how do we make this come to life right now? So um, I'll just, I've got three bullet points here. I just sent them to Chris before we got on the phone here. So I'm going to read the first one and then we'll just dive into it and have a little conversation about it as we go through it. But number one, Carol Dweck herself says to reward the process. Um, she tells us it's critical to praise the process that led to the success, not just the outcomes. Yeah. It's, so, you know, and I, I guess the, in, you know, at the inclination is, let's say when one of our clients sees a big drop on the scale, our inclination is like, oh, you know, you did, you know, um, you know, you're a champion. Like, I knew you could do it. You know, uh, you were just meant to do it, right? In reality, it's more so about rewarding the process. So it's instead, it's like, hey, you know what? Great job on coming in three times a week. You know, or, or pinpointing these specifics, right? Yeah. And and rewarding the specific process that led to the result. We get too caught up in the actual weight loss or the weight gain itself. It right. really should be about, hey, you know, I saw you meal prep the last couple of weeks. Great job on putting the time in to do that. Exactly. It's so important to, to, to hold on to those those conversations and, and, and tie back into what got them there. It's huge. The second bullet point um, that she brings up is to learn from failure, encourage and praise risk taking. And when it goes wrong, reflect on what got in the way and how to make sure it doesn't happen again next time. I, that's really impactful. I mean, at the end of the day, probably 95% of, uh, you know, our clients are going to have some type of a setback. Um, and we have to be prepared to face those challenges because they're going to be frustrated. Right. And so really it's being able to, 
you know, sit down with them and say, hey, look, you know, uh, may, you know, look back on the, on the process. Like, was the process too complicated, right? Um, did we have an, an expectation to where they had to eat clean for six out of seven days of the week? Was that too much? Maybe we should, you know, may, maybe that was too overwhelming. Maybe we should cycle it back, right? So still pinpointing those, ex, you know, those exact specifics, but just having that conversation about what to do to make sure that it can, it can be better next time. Yeah, I, I like I think of this as like uh, like the visual in my head is like this, you know, dominoes that are lined up and you, you tip one domino and then it, obviously it impacts the next one and the next one and the next one. And then finally they're all down. Right. And yep. I had a conversation with one of my clients. And it was a I love this conversation. It just it just happened. Um, I knew that she was drinking wine. Um you know, like every day, you know, and that was just like, okay, that's, I I don't know if I'm going to get her to like not be able to drink wine every day and and stuff like that. But I wanted to have a conversation with her about it. And so we started to talk about it. We got, you know, a little bit deeper into it and stuff like that. And and she came up with this herself just from us having the conversation. And what she said was like, what I realized this is her speaking is when I have a glass of wine, um, that leads to this cascade of things that happen after having that glass of wine. So it's not just the glass of wine that I have. What, what ends up happening is I want to have some snacks with my glass of wine. So I might want to have some charcuterie, some cheese and some crackers and some things like mm-hmm. that. And so, well, that, I, yep. yeah, so that leads into this domino effect where like maybe it wasn't the one glass of wine because it maybe was truly just like a serving, you know, just like a few ounces of wine and it wasn't too much. But what was happening, what I was seeing is that you know, I was seeing that last domino that fell, you know, and, and I didn't know it was that she had to have like cheese and crackers with the wine. It was just like, I was just seeing wine and that's what was sticking in my head. But we took some time to go over that conversation. And, uh, she was like, I have to be careful when I have wine because of X. And then that was something that she was able to work on. And we could have really good conversations about it from that point forward, because we learned from that failure together and she voiced on, you know, to me, like what she was willing to to take on to help improve that. That's a great story. And, you know, I, you dug a little deeper, right? I mean, at, at the end of the day, it wasn't it wasn't the first, you know, thing that stuck out. It ended up being something that was a little deeper than that. Yeah. Yep. The uh, third and last bullet point here we have for the day is to listen to your own mindset. Um, so it says lead by example and start by noticing the cues you give about your own mindset. Um, one of Dweck's collaborators suggests that every time you catch yourself saying, I can't do it, finish with the sentence or finish the sentence with yet the word yet. Such a powerful word. Um, I wish I had, I wish I had heard these principles 10 years ago, right? When I, <laughs> when I first started, um, because you know, it's so, you know, again, we're, we're all going to have those moments in time. Uh, so I don't know, Phil, if you know, but I'm, I do professional wrestling. That's something that not a lot of people know I do out there. But <laughs> I do, I do entertainment wrestling and yes, it's fake, but it definitely hurts and all that good stuff. But <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it. That'll be a whole nother conversation. Yeah, no, it's, but, <laughs> for sure. But one time I remember this, I was told by, you know, we have these guys in wrestling called bookers and these bookers basically plan the whole show. And they told, they said, Hey, Chris, we want you to go out. We want you to climb a ladder. We want you to do this spot where you take the, where this guy's going to flip you over and you're going to land through a table. The immediate thought in my pro, in my head was, I can't do that. Are you <laughs> kidding me? I haven't learned how to fall off of a ladder yet. I, you know, I, I would love to. I think it would be a great spot for the show, but I just can't do it. But at the end of the day, it, you know, if I had just reminded myself, like, hey, look, I can't do it yet. Let's figure out a way to get me prepared for bigger moments like that. Definitely. I wouldn't have been immediately 
you know, I wouldn't have immediately shut it out. The, the word yet is so powerful. It means that you're going to get there. You're just not there yet. Right. Yeah. So it's setting yourself up for success, not Definitely. setting yourself up for failure. A hundred percent. So like when we're training clients and stuff like that, and we see that form that makes us cringe, you know, in the back of our mind when they're doing something, it's like, yes. hey, we're not there yet. Let's try this instead, right? And, and we're doing a, a regression of whatever that exercise was. The, the, the client's going to move into that new, that new movement, um, hopefully more successfully. And again, that just starts that whole feedback loop all over again, right? They start like, oh, I got this, right? And once we get this, yeah. we can do the next thing and stuff like that. It's awesome. Example, a easy example, you know, most of our clients can't do a pull-up or a push-up per se, right? It's like, hey, look, you know, they, they just say, I can't do it. And you say... We can't do it yet. Like how impactful is it to set that? You know, you're, you're just, you're painting a picture, right? Exactly. Love that stuff. Yeah. So I think this is really good stuff. I think it's, it's important to really kind of keep in the back of our mind. I think it's really important that we look for our clients fixed mindset and try to coach them into a growth mindset in those, in those times. It's also really important that we're very careful with our language and, and what we praise and, you know, we want to praise that process, not just uh, not necessarily the result, right? The, the effort that it took to get there, everything that they put in, in uh, the hard work they put in to get to that spot, that's what we're praising, not necessarily just the achievement of it. We recognize that achievement, but then praise everything that they did relentlessly, you know, to get to that spot. And I think if we can do that, that's going to change the coaching language and the culture um, that we have. It's super important. 100%. I think, you know, for anyone that came in thinking that, you know, growth versus mind, fixed versus growth mindset was a pretty basic principle. Obviously, now we, we know there's a lot of other layers into it. And I think it's good for us to actually use this growth mind, use this opportunity uh, to better at, you know, you know, being able to speak to our clients about a growth mindset by doing it ourselves, right? Believe yeah. that we can get better at it, you know, put some action into it, try, you know, try small verbiage that can change the game for you and then see the results, right? So it leads back into the same thing. Yeah, that's awesome stuff. I think that went pretty good, Chris. What about you? Yeah, hey, you know, if, uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully the sound of my voice hasn't had, you know, turned off our viewers yet, but uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's been a good ride. Uh, thanks for having me on, Phil. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was so fun having you on, man. I can't, I can't wait to have you on again, and uh, we'll see you soon. I think we've got some uh, classes going on there in the near future, huh? We do, we do. We ha I'll make sure to tell everybody your name is Tim, not yeah. Phil, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll definitely see you out here in Queens. And uh, for anyone that's, uh, you know, come, you know, anyone in the Queens area, always uh, feel free to come say hi. We're, we'll, we'll be here. We're rocking and rolling. Can't wait to check it out. Thanks, Phil. Appreciate it. All right, Chris. Thank you.